Welcome to episode 9 of Average Adventuring Party, where we guarantee at least 50% more timeline shenanigans on average. Okay, is that happening soon? Eh, you never know. Oh, timeline shenanigans. You're a timeline shenanigan. Uh, I mean, technically, yes. Joke's on you. (laughs) I'm I'm not. I'm into that shit. When, uh, When last we left off, these guys... Went through a mine, met a, a friendly fungal guy. He was fun. He was a fun guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cream for that. We did shrooms. Yeah, yeah. They did uh, shrooms. I guess it would be closer to whippets. Oh, really. <laughs> yeah. Hallucinogenics. Yeah, we're tripping. They uh, balls. triggered a, a couple of traps in this mine, and came across, unsurprisingly, a group of cultists who were. Completely and entirely aware that they were here. What? We were very stealthy. <laughs> uh-huh. Very. You know, uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure that Suna walking through the mine going, clang, clang, <laughs> clang, had nothing to do with it. Oh, uh, no. I mean, it, to, to be fair, <laughs> I don't think it was you guys. It was probably the, the gigantic pissed off basilisk. Yeah, that, yeah, that was so fire. Say, it started with that, then the clang, clang. Then the boom, boom, and then the clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, so, clop, slowly getting closer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use purple for this water on the map uh, because I cannot find my blue marker. It's really poison water. You know, there might be something to that. Uh, let me get some. Get some. Oh, and Klein turned, like, really gross. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she she Three went snakes. all Jafar on us. Three snakes. She went from like a seven out of ten to like a four out of ten, like that. Uh, I need this large guy to represent what remains of Klein. Um, I told you guys she was bad. We're gonna say there's nobody listens to the fox. Nobody listens to you. It's just that we didn't think. Killing her right away was going to do anything. I was all for the murder. It's not that they didn't listen to you. It's just that you don't matter to them. I mean, (laughs) obviously. Getting arrested is is a crimp in our plans. Well, so is dying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's that we want plot to happen. (laughs) Meta joke minus 50 DKP. (laughs) Because going here would only make this somebody else. Let's be real here. We could have went off on a different storyline if we would have just killed her. Uh, as is are appropriate, if you guys want to put yourselves... I'll probably be They're right towards this. I was going to say, Ardith and Iacus are probably on the board. Everybody else is one movement away from being on the board. And then one movement away from being those guys. You hear the, the chanting stop as Ardith and Iacus round the, the corner... It's very dark, like I said, in this mine. There's no actual natural light aside from uh, the torches that you're all carrying. They step in. You guys hear Klein talking and uh, Ardith and Iacus reacting in horror? Yeah. Surprise. Oh, God. As uh, this lady, her arms drop off and turn into giant snakes and she herself turns into a very large snake. Uh, so let's go ahead and roll initiative and keep it to yourself for just a moment. Uh, 
Can you take Can you tell me the numbers? So we've got one, nine, two, fifteen, eight, and then four is the large one. And if you give me just so No worries. One is uh, looks like Klein in her snaky form. Two and eight look like the cultists, and nine and fifteen look like the snakes. They were her arms. They were her arms. So what's number four? That is her. That's the big snake. That is the big snake. Oh, so what is one? That is the one that looks like Klein. That looks like. The snake person. Yes. Thing. Okay. Two As affectionately called in the last game, a spitter. Yeah, so it's two snake people, two little snakes, one giant snake, and two human-looking things. And for those who are listening and maybe wondering about my odd number assignments, I have a number of placeholder tokens on the board, and I just reached in and grabbed some, and they are numbered, and so they have odd numbers, because I don't feel like going back through and sorting out actual in-order numbers. Which in all reality means he's trying to mess with people's OCD. Well, in all reality, what it means is I'm going to actually repaint these Mm -hmm. at some point, or move to a digital map program. Which previously, I have a projector here at the house, and we project it up onto the wall, yeah. using like Roll20 or Fantasy yeah. Grounds, something like that. You can also mount it up there and go down on the table as well. Yeah, the only thing about it is that projector is not particularly strong. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going down, go boom. Yeah, so... Kind of like my spider walking. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't have a mount up there, and I would like to at some point. Ideally, what I would like to do, there's a setup I've seen where they've taken a table and actually made a hollow for a television uh-huh. and put the TV on there yeah. and then just ran from a computer to the TV, and then yeah. you can just play on it like a board. Yeah. Galdrian? 24. Nice. Ardeth? 23. kiss. 27. I <laughs> damn near crit on that. About, <laughs> I did crit. About time. Yeah, I know. Suna. 11. <laughs> We're well, all like... I hope you enjoyed your good rolls while they lasted. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm going to let Galdrian go on fast. And then Shinar will go right after you. I saw that roll and I was like... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you get a 19? Mm-hmm. I got a 20 on the die. And it was like... Here's my 120 for the day. I got an 18 on the die. Which balances out because I got like four last, last week. I was like, that improved initiative is really going to shine. All right. Iocus, you see the, the above and all of those cultists and snakes and all that good stuff start charging at you. All right. I'm going to start off with... Uh, Dance of the Mantis. Uh, springing Mantis Strike. I'm going to... Close and you know what? Uh, you said one is a spitter. Yep. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> before, before you do that, this guy is going to intercept you. Okay. And who is that guy? So one of the other cultists number gets two. in front of you. All right, number two. Yep. All right. Um, then I am actually going to uh, once per battle 
I am going to activate my Leaf on a Wind. When I use a move action, I can take another as a free action. Correct. Um, so you still have to disengage. Of course. So yeah. I'm going to roll disengage to see if I can take a second move action. So it's 11 plus. That's a 7. So I yeah. will attack this guy instead. All right. All right. No escalation die. So dex plus level. So just for my own edification, each of you is carrying a torch. What are you doing with yours? Uh, I mean, I'm going to hold it. Just holding on to it? Yeah, I can. All right. I can, although my hand is occupied, I can, I can still hit with a kick. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it says it doesn't matter yeah. how I'm doing it. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yes, I will be swinging. Ooh, I'm actually going to spend a key point to move this up mm-hmm. from a natural nineteen to a natural twenty. Oh, there you go. And we're going to crit. That's number two. Uh, for a D6 plus three. All right, so what was it you were doing? I'm sorry. Uh, I hit him. Uh, I spent a key point to move it from a 19 to a 20, so a natural crit. And I'm rolling damage with Greeting Fist. So that's five. Uh, ooh. 16, 19 damage to him total. He is staggered. Sweet. As Iagus steps in and just beats the bejesus out of him. Yeah. Well, he he got in front of my... I was very mad at the spitter last time, so... <laughs> oh, well. Then I'm afraid I have terrible news for you. <laughs> uh, for both you and Ardith. He is going to open his mouth and start spitting that poison. That is a 21 versus PD. Can he hit his buddy in front of me? He cannot. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll hit. Okay. You both take three poison damage. But it is not a natural. Uh, <laughs> so you do not take any ongoing. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, That's one round. <laughs> he's actually going to step back over here. You do that. Uh, to clear his line of sight for something else. There's only one spitter, right? Uh, no, there's two. There's two? No, there's one. Oh. Okay, cool. Cool. So uh, are there two cultists? There are two, yes, cultists. two cultists. Uh is it one or eight that's the one is, one is the spitter. Okay. Eldrian. You hear uh several shouts and Iocus clearly <laughs> Yeah, clearly going into fighting mode. Okay. Galdrian is going to uh <laughs> is going to move onto the battlefield. So you run around the bend. There's uh, a gigantic snake, several smaller snakes, and a bunch of those guys in robes. Alright. Big fuck-off snake. I don't like that one bit, but I also see that there's a... that Iacus is is uh, tangled up with something, and there is a spitter in the back that is... and I, I know from experience, we do not like the spitters. So, <laughs> Galdrin is going to... I mean, he is a bard, so... Galdrin uh, is going to start singing his song of heroes as he, uh, as he pulls his bow from his back. And he's going to uh, notch an arrow and let fly at the spitter. Okay. So, plus one to hit. 
not bad. Ten plus. So sixteen versus armor class. Sixteen is a hit. So that's going to do. That is going to do a grand total of uh, six damage. Okay. Careful, he spits. Yeah, so it, you know, Iokis says that, and right as this thing is about to start spitting another line of poison, Galdrian just pulls his bow out and shoots it right, we'll say like right through the cheek, and it, it stops it in its tracks. Shinara is going to round the bend see that uh, that Ardith probably getting ready to, to start fighting mm-hmm. and is going to start with the her black smoke vial against Big snake. Klein. Yeah. What remains of Klein? Solid snake. Gotcha. Which is a hit, I believe. And she is getting a plus one from me. Okay. Which is a hit. And so Klein is going to take four damage. And literally every monster in this fight has a minus two to their next attack. Sweet. I can dig it. That black smoke swirls around each of them. We'll say that now that Ayakis is close enough, it's not a smoke. It's like a cloud of insects. Oh. It's just like super duper fine insects. Ardith. I'm going to chuck some knives. That's better. Mm-hmm. Because he needs to go. <laughs> going for the spitter this <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> It's a 19. Plus Klein. 5. That's <laughs> 24. Klein's 24 like, is a hit. Big yeah. snake is right like here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, were you including my plus one? No. That's a 25 then. Oh, that doesn't hit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 missed, you missed the window. Oh, fuck. <laughs> one. Uh, five points of damage. Five? Five. All right. So you, you know, the spitter is still reeling from, from having been uh, shot in the face, and as it goes to do it again, you just huck a dagger at it, and it, you know, catches it full on in the chest. I can see the spitter. Don't you see the big fucking snake over there? <laughs> Everybody. The big snake is like, oh, what am I, chop liver? <laughs> right now you are. We'll right. get to you. <laughs> and now um, she fucks us up. I mean, she's going to. Oh, yeah. But we're taking out that spitter. <laughs> so, speaking of said spitter, no. Speaking of the uh, the big monstrosity, it's actually going to do a thing where it just opens its mouth and starts breathing poison. Oh, jeez. So, this affects two of you. We'll say the closest two first. Eh, Iokis and Galdrian. Does a... Nine hit your physical defense. No. No. Okay. Get breath, breath, Klein. Brush your teeth. The the snake is now uh, breathing poison in and uh, about. Uh, Hopefully, the insects all around her is what. Which. Sucks up the poison. Oh, I forgot to account that in. So it does. Uh, what was seven. It? Does a seven? No, no, a seven does not hit. Oh damn it! It does. Yeah, no. <laughs> the nine didn't. But uh, the seven. Those two snakes are gonna just. One's gonna charge, Iokis. <laughs> I can spit too. <laughs> yeah. So. 15. Uh, no, we'll actually say it's. Can gonna I charge. try and engage it? You or cannot because you oh, are because engaged. 
Okay. It is going to charge Shannara. Can you try to engage? You can if you'd like. I don't have an interrupt for that. No, it's not an interrupt. It's just if it reasonably moves within your path, you can step in front of it. Sure. Okay. You stay away from my sister. And yeah, that yeah. tracks. It's gonna do that uh, that like snake coil and then just leap and try to get you. Uh, it's oh. gonna make two attacks. I like, I like that. That's a thing in the system because it really feels makes combat feel a lot more dynamic. Mm-hmm. All right. So first one coming at Ardith. That is an eleven versus your physical no. defense, <laughs> and a one. No. no. Ardith puts out a hand, latches onto this thing, and it is, if you've ever seen a rabid dog trying to bite someone, that's what this thing is doing. Like, it is wiggling back and forth, just trying to snap at your face. And then when that doesn't work, it's just trying to snap at anything it can get its fangs on. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you're slippery as a snake. <laughs> Number eight is this fancy cultist here, seeing that you are preoccupied with said snake is going to pull out one of those daggers that you've seen glow. Mm. Try and stab you while you are busy. That is a 19... Yes. Uh, 24 versus AC? Yes. Minus 2. Uh, so 22 <laughs> versus AC? Yes. You're going to take 4 damage as he uh, like waits for you, the snake to jerk you to the side and then he just comes up and hits you right under the ribs. Suna. But no stupid effect with the knife. Nope. Okay, it does not seem to have uh, been working the same. Okay. This one's poison. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk to the little sport. Well, I'm going to walk up first so I can see. <laughs> She's short. It yeah. takes her longer to walk up. <laughs> yep, so you come running in. Um, uh, there's a gigantic snake there. I'm going to talk to the spores dudes and say, one of y'all go to the two in front of Artith, and one of y'all go to the big guy. Okay. And I'm going to yell to Artith, don't breathe. So, <laughs> so it's a movement to get in. It is a quick action to direct one, and it is a quick action to direct the other. Go for the big one. Or you could send one, like, to there, uh-huh. and still take a normal action. Because move for a standard... Quick action, or move, quick action, and then you'd still have a standard action, and you'd just have a puffball still with you. Okay, that's true. Can I do another quick action? Yes, but you would not be able to take a standard action. Oh. Yeah, yeah you had to move up. Okay. Um, so I'm going to tell one of them to go after the big guy. Okay. So what does puffball exploder do? Um... It explodes, and 1d3 nearby non-fungus... Non-construct creatures are covered in spores and begin to choke. Okay, so roll me a d6 and divide it by two. Five divided by two. Three. Okay. Yep, so So, it'll affect these three. Okay. Yay. So four, nine, and two. Until the end of the battle, when a choking creature rolls a natural one through five on an attack roll, it takes damage equal to the natural roll. If a creature is affected twice... No, it's not affected twice, though. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what is it when it rolls a 1 through 5? Yeah. It when takes a choking that much creature damage. rolls a natural 1 through 5 on an attack roll, it takes damage equal to that natural roll. Okay. Puffball, you point at the snake, and the puffball just goes <laughs> like it, you know, was shot out of a cannon and hits the snake right in the face and 
This giant Spor- snake. Yeah, spores spores go everywhere. It's in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> See, you tried spitting out poison while you're choking. If only I had human that? sinuses. <laughs> you're right. You do have lungs. All right. Okay. And so then for my other action, I'm going to do the ice shards. Because they okay. seem to work really well against the best. So what is your target? Spitter. <laughs> Still want me to go after the spitter? The spitter okay. or the giant I'll go one? I'll the spitter. Choose one. Okay. Oh, it's 1d3 nearby enemies. Correct. Ha ha! I ask the questions I ask for a reason. <laughs> Oh, that's only one anyways. So the spitter. Alright. <laughs> Plus four for your wisdom, right? Yeah. Plus so one for me. One for him and one for the level. 18, 19, 19. Versus. Versus PD. That is a hit. Yay. Um, not you anymore. You rolled the one. Oh, six. <laughs> oh, plus my wisdom. Um, So four. that's four. It's ten. Ten cold damage. The spitter is staggered. Ooh. And chill. <laughs> you know, cold. there's something to be said for cold damage against cold-blooded creatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, snake number nine is going to do that same lunging attack on Iocus. Because, and let me ask you a question, do you have any form of poison resistance? Mm-mm. Okay. So you did not take that feat? I did not. Right. So it's going to make two... Two, two attacks. If I don't manage to put out Steph's eye with my dice. Uh, the first one is a 10, no, 11, uh, 9 versus physical defense. Nope. And the next one is 14, 19, 17 versus physical defense. Yes. You take three ongoing poison damage. <laughs> oh, no. I'm dead! Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead! Uh, <laughs> Okay, so it's only one through five for the choking, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Yep, so this thing actually gets its fangs into Iacus, and he feels that old familiar burn as poison begins to, to course through his veins. Why did it have to be snakes? The, uh, the, the cultist that, that Iacus greeted, greeted <laughs> warmly with his fist is going to try and return the favor and stab you with a knife. That is a 20 versus AC. Uh, yes, and that's taking off the minus 2, right? Uh, an 18 versus AC. Yes. <laughs> Alright, 4 damage. It's dagger. It seems to be uh, something's interfering with it with it working. Maybe it's because they've tried this on you before. We're now at the top of the round. Escalation die is a 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it is your turn. All right, I am going to uh, use the rush of energy from the uh, crazed monkey form, and I can always pop free and engage a different nearby enemy. Mm-hmm. So, pop free. Hey, Spitter, how you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with an attack, so that's... Four, five. Uh, will a 16 versus AC... Is that with my plus one? 17. <laughs> yes. Um, plus that? Uh, yes, plus that. That is a hit. Alright, so that is a d8 plus 3 plus another d8. 
Oh, you previously used Greeting Vista number two, right? Yes, I'm, I'm tracking that. Okay. Uh, so that's 11... 14 damage to him. And I can... Um, um, he's dead. He's dead. He yes, dead. but I get a natural pop free and engage a different enemy, making a second attack with jab damage. So the snake that greeted me, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and hit. Also, did you take your ongoing damage? No, I have not. He did. Yep. There you are. One problem down. All right. You've uh, you've been on the bad side of these spitters before, so you you know how that goes. Will a 14, 15, uh, or 13, 17, 18, 19 hit the snake? A AC? Ni- a 19 will hit the snake's AC. All right. That is a jab damage, though, but it is a greeting fist for me. Uh, 7, 12. 15 damage to him. 15. Whew. Thank you, Iacus, for finally showing up to a fucking fight. <laughs> Alright, so... Alright. Iacus punches, we'll say, one of Ardith's daggers through that, that cultist, turns around, grabs a snake, and then just pops its head off like a whip. The, the way I kind of see the spitter, though, I see breaking his arrow and jabbing it up into his brain. Uh, yeah, my arrow. <laughs> my arrow, my kill. Hey, as long as you bring my knife back. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, although I have to save against poison. Correct. Um, and it's 11, 11 plus. plus. <gasps> you beautiful bastard! It's a 15! I don't, uh, I don't like this. I'm going to use DMP <laughs> out and say that's a... That's a, a ten, just to <laughs> just to make it sting more. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, see a ten. Right, Galdrian. So rolling for Elven Grace, D six, needing a one, three. No. Um, okay, so rolling to maintain Song of Heroes, needing eleven up. Uh, that is a sixteen, so that is still up. Uh, Galdrian is going to nod with approval as, uh, <laughs> as Iacus bounds off to the spitter and rips his arrow out of the guy's cheek and just jams it through his neck and and then smashes uh, Ardith's dagger into a snake and uh, then he's going to take his bow at the uh, and aim it at Klein and say you got real ugly and and let it fly Mm-hmm. <laughs> 19 on the die, so uh, that is a uh, 19 plus 2, so 21 plus uh, 4, so 25 uh, to hit. Plus your 1? Uh, I include yeah. that. Okay. 25 is a hit. So, d 6 plus next. 4 damage. Mm-hmm. Hey, damage is damage. Damage is damage. Damage is damage. Galdrian, you uh, give her a quip, shoot her with an arrow. There's uh, that moment now where you realize she and all the cultists are glowing. Very vaguely. As uh, you see her, in a, in a very human-like gesture, grab the arrow and yank it out with her mouth. Shannara is going to lean around Ardith and try and stab one of these little assholes. Uh, we'll say for number eight, which is a hit. Is that the cultist or the... Yeah, the cultist. cultist. It's going to take 
four damage. As uh, you know, this cultist comes up, stabs Ardith, and then probably gets his arm cut by Shinara's long knife. Two can play at that game. <laughs> Ardith, it is your turn. Okay, so I'm holding the snake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, functionally. Can I stab the, st- the cultist with the snake? Sounds like a a great <laughs> skill check. Okay. Uh, we'll say, give me a good dexterity check <laughs> for this. Whip it. I mean, that's the same as my attack right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna do it because uh, that's a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll say the the snake will go to bite you, and it will make a couple of attacks on said cultist. I just thought this would be funny. And that is a hit. (laughs) Cultist is going to take six ongoing damage. (laughs) Have your own medicine! Ah. uh, Both the snake and the cultist seem particularly surprised by this turn of events. Does she get sneak attack damage? (laughs) I mean, I am a well, no. No, no they're engaged. not engaged. But no, wait. Shinara hit that guy. Yep, yeah, but nah. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, well. Uh, I I'm think, going po- poison. I, I think a sneaky snake attack was great. <laughs> that was less sneaky, more pissed off. Uh, really, you know, as far as Ardith is concerned, it's just practicality. Like, she needs two hands to stab the maximum amount of people. So yeah. she's like, here, hold this. And Snake just bites the hell out of this cultist. The monstrosity is going to move up. And I have... Bad news for you. Oh, yes. Get away from my potential snuggle buddy. <laughs> uh, You'd snuggle a snake? <laughs> said, said monstrosity uh-huh. is able to use the escalation die. Oh, joy. So it's going to make two attacks against you. Okay. Yes, they hit. <laughs> that is a natural 20. That, that hits. So that is eight points of damage. Okay. Oh, okay. Something special happens with that. Oh, joy. Okay. That is a 10 versus AC. No. Okay. Then she gets to breathe poison directly in your face and in the face of two of your friends. Oh. So uh, Suna and Galdrian are closest. Okay. This will be versus your physical defense. So that is seven. Uh, That is a 26 versus physical defense. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, You're taking four additional poison damage. Not ongoing. Okay. Four extra poison damage. And I am staggered. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will uh, try to do some healing then. As this thing, like, you realize, uh, so the spitter kind of opened its mouth and did that snake thing where venom spits from its fangs. Uh, this gigantic snake is just opening its mouth and breathing poison directly on you. So you may want to do that rally thing that you do. Oh, I've, I've got the perfect plan. All right. Do you need me to use my Maybe. last snake, daily? Snake Maybe. the 15th. Not yet. Is going to try and jump uh, Ardith again, because that worked. Uh, and the snake is choking. No, it's not. I lied. So that is a 17 yes. versus PD and a 7 versus PD. First, yes, the first one, no to the second. So a, three additional ongoing damage if you are taking it. Is it uh, save? It is save ends. Okay, I can do a save right now. Okay. Oh, that's right, because you yeah, took... I took stay sharp. It's an interrupt! Mm-hmm. You need 10 or higher, or yeah, 11 six. plus. That's not happening. Okay. That cultist that stabbed you 
is going to try and disengage from you and does not, so it's going to just attack you and try to line you up for... Actually, first it takes ongoing damage. <laughs> and then try to line you up for, for that special stab. When when a cultist and a, a victim love each other very, very much, <laughs> does a 20 hit your AC yes. for damage? And it does not... It, it actually seems to be very confused by the fact that its knife is not drawing power from you the way it should. Fuck off. Suna. It is do you need to do it? Not, not yet. No? Save it at least one round. At least one round? Okay. Famous last words. Huh, really? Entirely possible. But. Well, I'm going to do my quick action of Soothing Forest, and everybody gets nine hit points. Temporary. temporary. Nine temporary hit points. Perfect. So at the very least, you got that. Yeah. yeah. Huh? That's a... That's useful. very and, useful. And then I'm going to do the ice shards at the... Oh, 1d3, but ma- mostly at the big guy. So, one? Yeah, so the big guy. 22. 22 versus... PD. That is a hit. Yay. Six. Nice. Oh, wait, no, plus my... So, ten. Ten? Ten cold damage. Nice. <whistles> All right. So, as soon as it comes in... You still have... I still have one spore. Yes, you have a move action and a quick action. Is the spore No, a quick she action? used the quick action. Yeah, oh, for I that. used a quick so action can, for that. You can trade your move, move action for a quick action if you want to utilize the other spore. Okay, then yes, I'd like to utilize the other spore. Okay. Um, and since it does 1d3, I'm going to aim it towards the big one in the... They are the already room. taking the effect. But they can be but affected it, twice. Oh, yeah. can they be affected yep. twice? Yeah. Okay. Two, so it affects so both of them. Both of them, and so it says if a creature is affected twice by this attack, the damage it takes on natural one through five doubles. Okay. Nice. So that is number four. And number two. That's my turn. Your your second puffball bravely sacrifices itself to uh, choke these snakes up. Uh, snake number nine. Is there nine? Is dead, and I forgot to mark it. <laughs> Cultist number two. You know, I guess it's got a good thing going here. And it's just going to try and shank you in the ribs. Hopefully it rose a one or five. That is a 18 versus AC. 18 versus AC meets. Meets. So you take four damage. And I'll be damned if they just cannot. I have rolled nothing but odds. <laughs> well, that makes up for the other day when you were rolling nothing but the evens. Even. Alright, so we are in the third round and the escalation die is two. Alright, Temple Lion stands true. Mm-hmm. Um, going for a finisher. Will a... Uh, against whom? Uh, against the big chick. Okay. Um, will a 16 versus AC hit her? It will not. Okay. Um, that is... She will still take half damage. Mm-hmm. And so, D10. And Eight. you have not used your greeting fist against her. No. So, that's... 
16, uh, so she takes 8 points of damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 6 or 8, I'm sorry. 8. 8. Okay. She uh, had a 16. Okay. Um, and actually, I am going to use my last key point for greeting fist key power, opening the death gate. When you deal greeting fist damage, you can spend a point of key to double that damage. Um, so, so just roll the die again. Okay. For another eight points. Uh, and she would take half of that. Yeah, so, so four. four. She is staggered. Ooh. So, Iacus, what does your temple guardian stench true look like? Uh, I just reach in, and it's a very core, powerful move, and he just double fists right into the middle of the snake. For my move action, I am actually going to try and disengage. So it'll be a 12 plus. 12 plus. Uh, is there, do you get any bonuses or anything to it? No. Okay, so he does not disengage. So that will be the end of his turn. Uh, oh, did you take no. ongoing? No, no I didn't. No, you saved. Yeah, okay. uh, I was going to say oh, I saved. Okay. Yep. Galdrian. Okay, uh, okay. rolling for Elven Grace. Because if I had that, I would have gotten a free uh, Galdrian is getting two standard Which actions. Would have been another free attack. Going okay. to roll for uh, quick action to try to sustain Song of Heroes. Getting an 11 up. That is a 12 up, so that is still going. Nice. I'm sorry to interrupt. Would a 17 hit her AC? A 17? No. Okay. I forgot to count his plus one. No. Okay. So, uh, would it be a move action to switch from a bow to a sword as I engage? No, you can just have it. Okay, okay. So It's one of the benefits of like a highly narrative system. You don't have to worry about the minutiae. First standard action Galdrian is actually going to do is he is going to cast that lovely spell of uh, pounding voice against Klein. And so, charisma plus level versus PD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a three on the dice. That's not going to go off. Um, so, so, what's your total? Uh, that is going to be. It's going to be half. Uh, three plus five, eight plus. It's going to be 10 versus ten, yeah, 10 doesn't do it. It okay. does half damage on a miss. Uh-huh. So 3d6 plus charisma thunder damage. So No. Two. Well, I'm rolling low anyway. Two. Uh, shit roll. Uh, so that's five plus three. So four charisma thunder damage. Pretty much what happens is like Galdrian goes to unleash the full... The full extent of this, and realizes that's probably a bad idea while underground. <laughs> so Klein just gets gets a portion of it. Well then, fine. She's going to take. Uh, in that case, I'm going to move myself up to that cultist that's attacking my buddy Iacus, and I'm going to try to shampkin buddy. <laughs> he needs a snuggle buddy, it seems. <laughs> and. Hmm. That's not a good roll either. Uh, still, that is uh, 12 plus 16 versus AC. Uh, that will not do it. Did you count your plus one and the two on the escalation there? Oh, uh, uh, 18. 18 will do it. Okay. 
So that is 1d8. And I'm going to activate the battle cry to recovery. pull it together to uh, do a heal using a recovery for Iacus. Thank you. So that does 3 plus 3 damage, so 6 damage to that And I just healed 10 health. That was a very good battle cry. Galdrian comes up and uh, skewers that cultist that's about to to stab Iacus again. Shannara is likewise going to try and and protect Ardith. That cultist is going to take 4 damage and actually stagger it. Cool. For Ardith. She's she's actually learning a little bit about knife play while watching you. <laughs> so when you go when you go high, she goes low and <laughs> catches him off guard. Cool. Okay, so I just want to stab the whole thing. Since he's a bow for me. Right here. That's five, twelve, four, three, fifteen. Fifteen does not do it. Damn it. Basically Shinara thought she was helping you out. Mm-hmm throws him off guard, but throws him off guard the wrong way. <laughs> so when you go to stab him, he is not there. He has shifted to the other direction. Actually, you know what? Um, let's see. Who's that? So Klein is after you. Okay. Uh, then the snake, the remaining cultist, and okay. then Suna. Let's see here. No, I'll save it. Uh, Iacus, you are such a tasty target yum, that yum, Klein yum. is going to continue to bite you. So attack the first. That is a ten, uh, and she's choking. So she actually takes eight, eight damage off of that, <laughs> and suck it. Lets out this strangled cry as uh, a gigantic bioluminescing mushroom like forces its way out of her throat, and there's just a crack as it splits her jaws open. <laughs> Uh, she the the snake form falls down dead. Season nature. Awesome. What climbs out of the snake? <laughs> uh, however, the uh, the last two have not quite noticed yet. The snake probably doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to continue to. Oh, wait, wait, I need to take. I have two friends. Ongoing and safe. Yeah, we're going to say one bite at Ardith and one bite at Shannara. So a twenty versus AC or physical defense for Ardith. Yes. No. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and a miss for Shannara. As the snake continues to to snap at you. Um, okay, save from the poison. Oh yes. And that's sixteen. Okay. Okay, so what damage is it doing now? Uh, so there's that. It you take three ongoing. Again? Again. Let's try to take a prisoner. <laughs> the cultist. Wait, I can do my interrupts. Sure. You can. Okay. It's 12. It's I can. save. Cool. I can probably uh, call So technically you lose momentum. I haven't had momentum this entire fight. All right. Uh, we might need to check that and see if that's a power that requires momentum. Yeah, it does. Said cultist takes, uh, takes his ongoing damage. He is staggered by the by. And is going to try and disengage uh, and not make it. So he's going to wildly stab at Ardith for a 22. Yes. To 4 damage. And still an odd roll. Son of a bitch. 
Suna, it is your turn. So are you staggered now, Ardith? I, not quite. Not quite? I'm not no quite. longer staggered. And you're no longer staggered? I have two points off of it. <laughs> Stab me harder! <laughs> I mean, next round I will be staggered. We're trying to take the cultist alive. Okay. So then I'm okay. gonna go after the little snake dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know what number that is. Uh, the far one. Yeah, fitting. Okay. Fitting. And do the ice shard. Well, actually, I can possibly hit both with the ice shards. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna kill them. Yeah. Do you hit both? Yep, I hit both. We are trying to take the cultist alive, though. Uh huh. We can kill him later. <laughs> I don't think she understands the concept. I don't know that I could make these. You can make any attack non lethal. Unless it just feasibly does not make sense to you. You can clonk them out on the head with ice. Okay. Hellstones! Well, let's see. For, oh, that's a 19 on the die. <laughs> oh, that hits both of them. Just with on your die. Um, so damaged! Do I have a crit? Or does that not... No. No? Okay. 20s only. Unless okay. you have something that says otherwise. Okay. I do. So the one on the cultist, though, I don't want it to be lethal. Can I specify that? Sure. Or does it have to be on both? No, you can specify. Okay. So five cold damage. Five. Five cold damage. Uh, well. To the cultist, not lethal. It kills the snake. Cool. Cool. Maybe it'll slow that guy. It certainly seems to have uh, rocked him on his heels. That's all I can do. Okay. Well, it is now top of the fourth round. The escalation die is three. You know what? I am gonna move up there and. I'm going to do this as non-lethal. I'm going to do dutiful guardian stance and say one must be free. And I'm going to palm strike him and push Ardith free so she pops free. Okay. If I hit. Will a... We're now on 3, 15, 19... Yeah, I mean, it's going to keep going, but... Alright. So I will tell you... Your minimum damage is enough to do it. Alright, perfect. And I'll just, like, karate chop him over the head while I push Ardith free. Okay. So, uh, with the exception of Klein, what has happened to each one of these as they have gone down is that they hit the ground and turn into a writhing mass of snakes, including this one, uh, leaving their clothes and equipment there. Um, So currently, you guys are basically standing amidst a small flood of tiny snakes and one dead giant snake with a mushroom growing out of its mouth. And a live one. No. So we can no. ask it questions? No, it, it oh. collapsed into snakes. Oh. In that case, I don't think we can ask the tiny snakes questions, so... I mean, stop, stop, stop. I mean, I could try, uh, but... Grab. Can <laughs> <laughs> stay for the poison? Uh, no, you shake it off. Okay. Uh, what, what do we see in the rest... Like... We'll start looking around the room and seeing okay. what we see. Going through the clothes. So, if you go through their clothes... Alright, so, kind of front and center, sticking out of the ground, is Klein's sword. Her robes have been shredded and bloodied, and they're off to the side, and there's nothing in there. On two of these guys, under their robes, they had uh, very nice cloaks, so it looks like they had full clothes on, and they had just thrown robes over the top of them. 
and then there's a pile of gear off to the, the side there, and it looks like they've been here a while. And there's a bunch of personal bags and things like that. Anything good in the personal bags? Yeah, or rock with it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to loot the So, loot, loot. Who, who is tracking party things? I will go ahead and start writing things down. Loot the Bardleys. So, you're not going to let that go, are you? Nope, nope. They, they were singing before they turned into hideous <laughs> snake monstrosities. As I recently had to explain to someone, uh, chanting is singing, even if it's for <laughs> religious purposes. Uh, so you find 60 of those hoard coins. You find 1,150 ounces of silver. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Across all these different bags. Uh, you find those two very nice cloaks. Galdrian finds... No, we'll say Suna finds them. Uh, Suna finds these... It's like she's going through one bag and you find a stone. And it's like a... If you've ever seen like a river stone where it's perfectly flat. So it's like that. But it's got this very like slash marky symbol on it. And when you flip it over, the other side has the same symbol. Going through, you find two of them. Cool. I'm going to pocket them. Well, so you pick one up, you pick the other up, and as you're looking at them, they have different symbols on them. And the air between them starts to glow. Like the closer I put them? Yes. If I move them farther away? They stop glowing. So you just see me sitting here playing with stones, moving them back and forth? And as... Do I feel anything when I do it? So actually when you bring them close together, an image starts to form in between them. Can I tell what the image is? Yeah. What is it? It's a map. Do I recognize the area? Yeah. What's a map of? You have a very similar map in your bag. So it's of this area? It's of the caldera. Uh, however, there's a couple of places marked on it. Okay. Can I remember them, and then I'm going to set the rocks down and pull out my map and mark them? Yes. Okay. So, if you look at the map on the wall, uh-huh. so if you see where Overlook is, uh-huh. right, mm-hmm. and you see where that river starts, uh-huh. right, go directly in between them, and then straight north. So, to the left, up, up, to the left. Up, that, that dot right that there. Dot. So that's marked. Okay. And it has something, like it has a notation in a language you do not know. Okay. And then see where the big lake is at the bottom? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So put your finger on the middle of it. So on the big part, yep. Go up, up, up left. The square? That square is marked. That's big sight. What's it called? Dig site. Dig site? Yes, it is marked in both that language and in common as the dig site. And then I'm going to pick the rocks back up. Yep. And can I put them in the same bag? If you you put them close together, they will start displaying that image. I'm going to put one in the bag and one down my tunic. (laughs) Okay. So, All of a sudden, there's a mad <laughs> What the heck? So there is 
A green cloak and a black cloak. I'll take the black coat cloak. Goes with my spike jack. I'm not gonna put it on or anything. <laughs> so we're actually gonna talk about that. As uh, Galdrian is looking, you know, you just kind of picked a bag to go through or something to go through. Galdrian reaches in, feels something, and pulls out a mask. And it is it is clearly in the shape of a face, like a humanoid face, but it has these super fine black scales all over it. Uh, it has no features on it. Galdrian picks up this mask, looks at it, and just gets the taste of ham in his mouth. <laughs> just like fresh cooked, fresh baked ham. Okay. And he gets the most foreboding sense to not put this mask on. <laughs> Galdrian holds his mask in, in his hand and he's you know, like staring at it and he, he just has this thousand yard stare. And he... Uh, Quietly, quietly uh, slides it into his bag, looking in, like he's. You, you've seen him look shaken once today when he was recovering from that, uh, from having seen his that vision of his uh, dead mentor figure, but now he looks shaken a second time, and this time he's not really sure why. Shinara goes over to that sword that's sticking out of the ground and when she goes to like pull it out of the stone it just breaks it goes click she goes oh uh here you go Artith and just hands it to you <laughs> takes it like and what am I doing with this it was like that when I found it it was probably very okay. evil and what am I doing with this I don't know you like to stab people with knives I mean, now that it's broken, it's probably about the size of a long knife. No. She's no, like, no, 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 no. Let me, let me see it. Let me see it. Okay. I'm going to like hold it up, and if I look at it, does it look like it could be filed down and actually turned into a serviceable knife? Oh yeah. Like, I think she's got. I think she's got a point there. I mean, I'll take this to a good smith and just have them shave it down. I think you've got yourself a, a decent knife. Fine, we'll take it. Yeah, I uh, I passed by this forge in Overlook. There was a singing dwarf. This big, hairy guy. I would be interested in seeing all that hair coming out of all of that stone. <laughs> no, hey, I found two stones. No, he he was more the, the fleshy thing. The fleshy kind. Oh, oh. I found two stones. Over on the side... Were they hairy? You see Ayaka's actually handing the cloak over to Suna. He's like, you know, no, I I don't think so. Black is not your color, is what you're saying? Well, you're you're not wearing much clothes, and it's cold here. It's also hard to fit one of these over your duster, or under your duster, comfortably. Yeah, that's fair. He's also the giving kind. He's like, oh, oh, I love this, and then he's like, wait... No, I gave this up. So I found stones and a cloak. You found and a, a cloak. Sto- <laughs> <a stone. laughs> yes. Did you 
find a quote find things. It was on me. I found it there. Well, uh, and these stones made a map. I found a cloak as well. Um, I would like to inspect it further before uh, we start uh, claiming things as our own. Uh, and I also found uh, something that gave me a very, very odd sense of foreboding. Felt felt wrong and very slowly and carefully Galdrian reaches into his pack and pulls out the black dragon mask and he is holding it like very like as little as possible yeah like he's he's got it by the edges and he is showing it to all of you that's an ugly mask who would wear that (laughs) Shannar says hold on a second can I just hold that out real quick he holds it out and he is very clearly like he's got a pretty firm grip on. He's not letting go of it. No, she uh, reaches into one of her um, pouches and pulls out a uh, magnifying glass and like looks at it. Just oh, that's fascinating. And then she reaches into another pouch and pulls out a little vial of this powder and like sprinkles some on the ground. And when it gets wet, it just starts like sizzling into the rock. And she goes, hold it a little further away from you. And she sprinkles some of that powder on there and, like, flicks some water on it, and it starts sizzling and then just runs off of it. That's an oddly specific protection. <laughs> what sort of protection is that? Oh, this is a, a highly corrosive acid. Uh, you know, I haven't been to the Obsidian Isles myself, but I hear that dragons are resistant to elements... And that would fall in line with what I've heard. I mean, I could throw an ice shard at it, see if it turns to ice. I would prefer that we uh, interact with this as little as possible. Well, I've had enough poison and reptilians to say we should destroy that or uh, find somebody who can destroy it. No one happened to see a statue, did they? No. Uh... The water, like, if I put something in it, does it start, like, dissolving, or does, does it seem like poisoned water? What are you putting in it? Uh, edge of my bow staff. Like. Okay. So you stick your staff into just, the water? Just dipping it. Yeah. I'm not going, like, bloosh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, the water is relatively sh- relatively shallow at the edge, but when you pull it back, there is this um, shiny uh, metallic substance on it. Have I ever seen something like that? Probably not. Uh, Shannara? Shannara looks at it and goes, is that Quicksilver? And she gets to the edge and like gets a small vial of it. You can see that floating in the water is this you know, very uh, dense metallic liquid that all settles at the bottom. She goes, oh, that's that's cancerous. Right, uh, Wait, what kind of mine did you say this was? This is a copper mine. I don't think anyone's going to be using this oh, mine. That, that makes sense, actually. Quicksilver degrades raw ores. It breaks it down. Well, it transmutes it, really. It makes it unusable as copper. It, it explain it, why it's abandoned. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
No, they, besides the cultist infestation. And, if and they, the fungus infestation. If they hit a pocket of mercury, it would could potentially have ruined the the whole mine. Well, is there any use of for it alchemically for you? I mean, sure, but not like that. I, I would need a lot of it to purify it and distill it. Uh, I'm not... I, I really don't want to have to reach anything in there or figure out a mechanism to do it for me. Right. Well, Kathy uh, here is not appealing. No. But, uh, no, no dragon statue that we see. Do we want to investigate those other pathways then before we uh, head, head back out? Yes. Can I at least walk to him and see, do I feel any vibrations or anything You down still the other? feel water down one. Let's let's explore these and then find a way out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, you find a uh, spring of water that is actually bubbling as if you know it's got some pressure underneath it, but it is draining somewhere because uh, the room is not full of water. Yeah. But it looks like you know a path was cut to here, and then ran into that, and then they stopped cutting. Okay, and down the other. Pathway. Uh, it is basically an unfinished, unfinished path. So, do we want to try and climb back up and let the fungus man know that uh, he got his revenge? Do we want to try and find a way through the water chamber? I mean, I'm all for climbing back up. I think we can go ahead and just climb back up. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like whoever has the statue. Uh, isn't here. Shannara says, I second it. Like, there's no telling if that spring has an end or if it's polluted in any way. Yeah. If there's even the slightest possibility that it leads to more of that quicksilver, I don't want to deal with it. Oh, no, that's nasty stuff. You don't want that in your body. It's a heavy metal. It'll it'll kill you. Climbing up, then? Climbing I'm up. flying up. No, Tuna <laughs> flies up. She's like flies down the passageway, flies up the thing. Well, technically, I have flight too. <laughs> Once per day. <laughs> yep. So Shannara struggles her way up the rope, but gets to the top. The rest of you yeah, follow right. suit. Yeah, I mean, I'm still just gonna climb up. I'm yeah. not gonna fly. Like, you get out. the uh, The door remains open on that uh, that supervisor shack. And any mushroom guy. If you stop and, and watch after a few seconds some tiny little mushroom men grab onto the edge of the doorway and peek out and they look just like the big guy but they're in miniature and actually have legs and they kind of watch you and the minute y'all pass by they scurry down towards that mine shaft no Shinar you can't have one no and she points at her uh, her staff which she had uh, we'll say she dropped in the basilisk area and the little cabbage guy is just sitting there rocking back and forth <laughs> effectively like trying to do the acrobatic stuff with her bindle bag <laughs> but it has no arms or legs and cannot and then when it sees her it jumps up and you know drags the staff over to her and then latches on when you get out uh, get outside it's probably mid-afternoon at this point uh, your egg is still there you, you may put one basilisk egg in your inventory. 
Shara has a pet. You have a pet. <laughs> the basilisk fang. And now a, the a basilisk, basilisk, yes, basilisk fang. Petrified. Does the mouse count as a pet? Eh? And you guys start making your way back to the city? So, I need all of you to make me wisdom checks for perception. Is, is it dumb to think a basilisk egg with you? <laughs> yes. Most assuredly. <laughs> That's a 10. Okay. 17. Do we add anything to it? Uh, wisdom plus level. Uh, and if you have a background you feel is applicable. Well, what so I guess 11. I said for perception purposes. Oh, for perception. Mm. Oh, yeah, Nomad. Yeah. I mean, so. me and Forest Guardian, I know the terrain. Mm, 17. Nah. I saw the map and everything. Nah. <laughs> Good at not getting lost, but not... He's like, in fact, you take minuses for it. <laughs> 20? Anyone get higher than a 20? Mm-hmm. Okay. 17. So you guys are walking, and it only took you, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours to get here. And you guys easily walk that much back and you're still not back yet and Suna like you can see Overlook in the distance and it is getting closer but it is not getting closer as quickly as it should be the sky is actually starting to readily darken as instead of we'll say instead of it being like dinner time it is now probably getting close to dusk. What did the rest of you get on perceptions? 17. 17. 17. 17. 11. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Galdrian's not paying attention Galdrian's at all. not Playing paying attention. Loot. You're still distracted. No, he's probably, probably preoccupied with the mask. Motherfucker, you motherfucker. The three of you actually... Uh, I'm not going to do it because I have a terrible singing voice. And I, I don't know what you call it. Um, what is it where you, you sing, but you're not singing words, you're just hitting notes? So so someone is just, like, making... Uh, like, if you're if you're singing a song, instead of singing the lyrics, you're just singing the notes that the music is... Acapella? Uh, no. The melody? Yeah, you're if just, you're... Just humming? I, I suppose just singing the melody. You start hearing this very... Very, like, nursery rhyme-esque melody, so it's kind of like back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's like and it's kind of this repetitive uh, it is a woman's voice singing. As you start getting closer to Overlook, the sun now the four of you can actually see the sun actively sinking way faster than it should. Um We'll say probably Iacus notices first because he's always on the lookout for things. We'll say you pass by like this rock outcropping where the sun is laying across it. It's actually got this like huge deep shadow that, that's just cast across the ground. Mm-hmm. And everywhere that that shadow is, you just start... At, at first, you're like, huh, that's a weird colored shadow. You know, the like deep, dark black that you would expect. But it looks like it has these splotches in it. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing, like, within that shadow, there are other lighter colored shadows. When you, like, start, you know, you stop, stare directly at it, one of those shadows just opens a pair of 
blood red eyes and starts following your movements, followed by another set of eyes and another and another and another. Guys, I think we have problems. And what? As that happens, you see these very like fang-like or uh, talon-like shadows start to creep out of that big shadow towards you. It stops away away from you, like into the light. And then, you know, it kind of pulls back. And then as the shadows are deepening because the sun is setting, it starts getting longer and longer, reaching towards you. Iacus wants to start humming the melody that What's-Her-Face is humming. Okay. You start humming it. Um, the melody, like, stops for a second and then picks up faster. Eldrian, mm-hmm. sing along. I don't know what it's doing. We'll say at this, you know, by this time you guys can actually see that anywhere that there are shadows cast on the ground, these other shadows are appearing. Overlook is not getting... Any closer. It's getting closer, but not fast enough. And actually, we'll say, a couple of the Mountaineer Guard, you see them point at you, and they seem to be moving much, much quicker than you are. The, The shadows... They keep closing in around you, and right when they're about to reach you, that humming stops, that singing stops, and you just hear that voice start laughing, just, <laughs> oh, and then the sun stabilizes in the sky, and it's pretty much to the point where anywhere that's not on the road, there are these shadows reaching for you, uh, and the guards are yelling for you to run. Run! Run! I'm going to try and pick up Suna and run. (laughs) (laughs) You you pick up Suna uh, and book it. Uh, Shannara starts running and we're going to say that right before you get into the gates, and there's a couple of the Mountaineer Guard who have got just blazing torches, one of these shadows actually reaches out and where the shadow crosses Shannara's path. It actually just slices right through her cloak uh, and spins her around, and one of the guards just grabs her by the arms and drags her in. They slam the gates closed. Like, you can hear things beating against the gates now. I guess y'all weren't joking. Shannara, are you alright? She she looks down, and she, he, she has, uh, we'll say, five like parallel scratches just across her side. And her her clothes are just slit all the way. Anything that that shadow touched was just completely cut through. But is she hurt? Yeah, she lifts up her shirt, and she does have. They're very shallow across her skin. Okay, that's the. But uh, her clothes, like when she holds her arm up, her clothes are pretty much cut in half. All right. Uh, well, uh, let's get that taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's it's fine. It's fine. Hold on. And she lifts her shirt up and then grabs another like a, another shirt out of her bag and just presses it into her side and says, it's not bleeding that terribly. Well, we don't yeah, but like... cursed darkness touching you can't be good. We need to get that checked. Yes. Your father would kill me if we didn't get that checked. So your mother would do worse. I'm not talking about your mother right now. Uh, we're getting that checked. Can we find somewhere to stay that's not going to get attacked? 
let's get that checked first, and uh, we'll send Galadrian to uh, find us lodging. Uh, you know, I am a physician as well as a bard. And I'm not saying that to be fresh. <laughs> but wouldn't we want a local physician that knows what dealing the dreaming with the dark, dreaming uh, dark? A whole lot. So, I mean, by all means, feel free to patch her up. But we we want a local doctor right now. Not that they don't trust you. Yeah, not not that at local all. Local craziness. You right. you uh, saved my life a couple of times, so it's not a lack of trust at all. Right. But one of the guards says, "I mean, what are you?" Um, we just want to make certain that uh, uh, my Jeez. friend here was was uh, lightly scratched by the shadows, and we want to make certain that there wasn't any. Oh in- no, it's it's fine. As long as she's not, he looks over and like she's not disemboweled, is she? No, no. Oh, then she's fine. Okay. It's just uh, usually people who scrap with the darkness come out of it a fair sight worse than that. So, you know, if she made it that far, I think she's doing good. What was happening? That, that The sun was going down so much faster than we... than it should have been. The guard says, I, I don't know, we saw y'all on the road and you were taking your time and we just, we kept calling for you and the sun kept coming down and you weren't paying attention to us. What was that singing? Yes. What singing? You heard someone singing out there. Uh, there was a melody yeah. like this. Da, da, da. Yeah, and yeah. Point, he points at Galdrian because no. you know loot. No. Oh. No. I don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I mean, like I said, we were trying to get your attention for probably two hours on the road, and you just weren't paying attention to us. We weren't out there, but maybe thirty minutes. No, we you. watched you the whole time. We kept pointing and telling you the sun was setting. And you had plenty of time. I, I saw you all were moving really fast. Something was making us move in slow motion. They looked like they were moving so much faster than we were. What did you do? What did you break? <laughs> I didn't do okay, anything. Okay, he didn't break anything this time. Back off. <laughs> huh. Uh, hold on, I'm going to go make a report because that's a new behavior. Oh, that's fun. Um, I love being a guinea pig. No, I think uh, she'll be fine. Just keep her bandaged. Uh, that that slush that's out there, if that gets in the wounds, that's that's not healthy. Uh, the mud on the roads. Uh, okay, I'm I I need to report that. And he turns around and leaves. Okay, Galdrin, you're up. All right, I'll try to find us some lodgings. I'll mention Nara, but you want to do that first. No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, we do need a place to treat ourselves. And and a clean room, you know. Hygiene. Let's let's go find an inn where they haven't been slaughtered. Uh, Actually, I I hesitate to even... Perhaps we should go back into, uh, into protective custody. Because that was so restful the first time. Turner says it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Well, maybe now that we've, uh... Well, why don't we get something to eat? Because I haven't eaten all day. Apparently. Well, now we can... She looks at the sky and it's like, uh... 
Feels like noon, but, you know. Well, now we can afford to eat, like, if not kings, then at least barons. I picked the last one, and that didn't go so well. Alright, well, I'll, I'll pick this time. So there's a commissary for the guardsmen, and there's a couple of actual taverns um, that are full. There's one that is uh, advertised as well as metery. Galdrian sees Baiul through the doors in there. Let's go to Willa's Meadry. Because Bef- Mead. Before we do, where was it that Klein said her brother was staying? She didn't say. A really say, nice place. Yeah. She said, she really said nice it place. was over by the guard. Uh, I think she tower. said it was over. Or over by the tower. Yeah, over said. by the, the tower. Maybe we should check that place out. Yeah. And stay where they stayed? If there's more of them, like wouldn't to they be base, staying there? I'd like to touch base with uh, Bayul because maybe he's seen Erethus. Okay. So, yeah. so you, you go in. Um, there's a halfling behind the bar and she's running orders and there's like ten gigantic kegs. Mostly she's serving mead, but she has all kinds of... Uh, like fried crunchy bits that you can order. Uh, so think just typical bar food. And Bayul is sitting there with the uh, that blue-skinned woman with the tattoos. He's just sitting with her and just like looking... You've never seen an elephant man look morose and disappointed so, so much so as him when he's just picked up like a tiny fried piece of something and just... He's like looking at it, looks at the woman who's like, go ahead, it's good. And then he and <laughs> crunches into it and it's just like, this tastes like oil. I mean, it's probably ancient oil at this point. Uh, like fried peanuts. <laughs> he doesn't work for peanuts. <laughs> they see you, give you a nod. From across the bar, you hear that uh, halfling woman go, uh, You put your orders in at the bar. Okay. I'll, I'll walk to the bar and. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're a tall one. Oh, yes. I'll uh, walk to the bar, too. <laughs> oh, you're an even taller one. We sell them in gallon jars now. Mm, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a gallon. Who's going to scrape them off the floor? Yeah, she. Because uh, it ain't gonna be me. She points at any number of taps, and they all have different uh, little wooden signs hanging off of them for different flavors. Uh, there's there's one that's like apples and cinnamon, and one that's got you know mulling spices. Uh, I want your hoppiest one. She uh, goes. I know and you do mead, but she pulls one from. I prefer grain. She she has a wooden pitcher and gets you a. Uh, it's, uh, we'll say it's special reserve. Fills it up, puts it down. 20 silver. 30 silver. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for the rest of you, Shannara says, I would like whatever he's having, and points it by Yule. <laughs> what, what kind of food do you have? We have fried goat, and we have fried vegetables. And we have this. And she puts a basket of what is clearly trail mix. 
and sets it down, but that's not free. Well, can you fry it? No. (laughs) Why? It'll come apart in the fryer. It'll muddy the oil. Do you have ham? No. I'll have fried goat. And uh, the apples and cinnamon. A gallon? Sure. 25 silver. All right. I'll have the goat as well. Five more silver. Fried vegetables and the apple cinnamon. Gallon? No. Half gallon? No. Do you have anything smaller? Pint? There you uh, go. As an aside, I actually asked for the fried vegetables. I forgot he's eats vegetarian. Okay. We'll say uh, tin silver. He's paying. <laughs> I am. I guess I got, I got all this. Shannara says, "Oh, then I would like uh, an order of fried vegetables with that as well." Also, <laughs> ten silver, five more silver. Do you want to split with me, Artif? Sure. I don't want to seem like I'm not working on myself, and she just <laughs> pointedly <laughs> stares at Iacus. Do go on. <laughs> After a while, she. She basically directs you to a table and pick your seat. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, and Galdrin is going to walk to uh, Bayul and Blue Lady and uh, give the adventurer nod. Mm-hmm. And say, I don't know if you uh, two heard about the excitement. Uh, your your friend. Uh, one of your friends that you were with, unfortunately, was in the inn we were staying at, and he was—he didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, Bayul nods, and uh, the woman says, "Oh, yeah, we heard about that." Proud Scream came and asked us some questions. Well, his scribe asked us some questions. He just yelled at us. <laughs> that does sound like Proud Scream. Uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, we weren't there. We were actually out. We heard that it was some kind of dragon thing. Yes, it was uh, members of what seems to be a, a draconic cult. And we uh, actually tracked down some of their members to an abandoned copper mine and uh, and called their numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's all kinds of stuff like that around here. The, the dwarves originally set up shop here with the Goliaths before they met the Kijani, and then uh, when all this didn't work out, they uh, they actually struck out west, way, way out past Belieb. The mines around here, something about it being unstable. It happens. Well, I wanted to warn you both to be careful. Um, by any chance, did you happen to see a, uh, see a human that we, uh, that we were traveling with? Uh, he was... Uh, he had a very particular mustache. He was dressed in in uh, very fine clothes. Uh, I went by the name of Arathis. Uh, about no. this tall. No, we were uh, we were out at my ear last night on patrol. We decided to stay out there. Didn't want to go all the way to Cardinal, so you know we missed we missed it. But I suppose if we had to pick a night to miss. That was the one. Right. Well, uh, 
he was the one that the uh, dragon cult was after, and by extension us, so we're going to try to put ourselves somewhere where, where we aren't painting a target on anyone's backs. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, we haven't met yet. Uh, my name is Galdrian, and he go he bows to the. Oh, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Talia. Nice to meet you, Talia. You know, it's funny. You're not from here, are you? Oh no, I'm from quite a ways away. Yeah, I guess you just have one of those faces. I feel like I've seen you before. Well, uh, perhaps uh, you've seen me in in your dreams. I'm sorry, I had to say that. It's, it's just perfect setup. Bayul just kind of looks at you. That's terrible. Yes, it was the perfect setup, though. The halfling comes over, drops off just like a couple of plates, a couple of these these uh, mugs, goes back, gets a couple more plates, goes back, gets a couple more plates, brings some more of these pitchers, and uh, says, well, enjoy. Well, I'm going to uh, go back to my companions. Uh, best of luck to both of you in your travels. I imagine, and she looks at Bayul, and he nods, and says, yeah, we'll probably stay around here for a couple of days. You never know what kind of work, not to be crude or crass, but that little massacre at the cabbage did put a dent in the local workforce. Not a big one, but enough. Maybe something will pop up. Maybe they were working on something. Uh, but it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, take care and best of luck. She, uh, she goes back and Bayul basically just takes one big meaty finger and pushes his plate away from himself. <laughs> and Talia reaches over and slides it in front of her. Starts eating. You guys have been delivered a, a fried bounty. Which is to say it's like a brown plate. It's a wooden plate with fried brown on it. And there's probably a little sprinkle of like parsley on top for color. So it's a fried brown tea. Yeah. Game 1 XP. Um, oh, we don't have it. Yeah, you don't have XP. <laughs> Shannara tucks in and it's kind of like, oh, that's a little stale. And washes it down with just a big swig of some kind of meat. Whoa. Oh. Oh, that's good. Are we going to have to scrape you off the board? No. I'm a responsible adult. And she takes another swig. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain you're underage. I'm pretty sure they don't care. What is age? Uh, odds. I just handles it well. <laughs> um, Evens. I'll, I'll, I'll give you... It's not particularly strong. Odds, I handle it well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very flavorful, but it's not strong. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, but it is a gallon of it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're also gigantic. Yeah. True. But I handled it well anyway. And, you know, you can buy basically a growler from her, a wooden, uh, a wooden gallon bottle, if you really want it. Uh, Talia... Uh, and Bayul, Talia goes to get up. She uh, pushes it in front of Bayul and says, well, we're not stopping anywhere else, so you need to eat this. 
And Bible just kind of grunts at her. And she goes, I'm going to go get some air. It smells like fried food in here. And she, she steps outside for a minute. Bayul just kind of like pushes the plate around. And pushes the stuff on the plate around. And just takes a handful of it and drops it on the floor. <laughs> oh, you poor toddler. He has a very refined palate. I have some bread in my bag. I'm going to offer it to him. All I can see is those uh, biggie elephant videos where it's like, no. Yeah, it's just manipulating things. No. No, he's, he's doing it again. So you walk over and offer him bread, and uh, he sort of looks you up and down and goes, I'm sorry, what would you like me to do with this? Eat it. It's better than what's on your plate. Are you certain? Yes. Use your cooking skill. Yes. You made it, right? He, he yeah. takes a, he takes what you hand him and like breaks it in half and puts it in his mouth. That is very good. Well, here you go. I enjoy that. Oh, there you go. I would like the four of you to make me a wisdom check as Bayul starts just like munching and then just takes the other half of the loaf and just jams it in his mouth. <laughs> that is a <laughs> 20. <laughs> Too bad I don't have any wisdom. Fifteen. And anything that, like, what kind of wisdom? Uh, for perception. Perception. Mine rolled off the thing. Am I? Am I being watchful? Um, or yeah, yeah. The mine would be fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Anyone need fifteen? Twenty-three. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. I'm gonna say all of you start hearing that singing again. From outside, I'm gonna run. Yeah, outside. I don't like that. Like, yeah. not, not even. Sorry, guys. Book it. Yeah. yeah. So you. Uh, I'm trying to look around, see if. Galgreen gets gets up and then grabs his grabs his uh, gallon of meat. <laughs> I'm actually gonna light a torch as I'm running outside. I know there's torches yeah. everywhere, but like, probably three or four blocks away, uh, you see Talia, and she's stopping and she's looking around. Um, she can clearly hear what you guys are hearing. And if you've ever seen, like, fairy fire or ball lightning or anything like that, like, that starts happening around her. Just these little, almost like candle light type lights, you know, the, the uh, what would you call it, teardrop shaped uh-huh. light. One appears and she looks up at it and she touches it and it just goes like, pop, and pops like a bubble. And then another one appears, and then one appears over here, and one over here, and one over here, and one over here, until there's maybe like 30 or 40 of them around her. And she's kind of looking at her, she's like, huh, how interesting. Galdrian's going to shout out, or, don't touch them! At which point, each of them gets brighter, and she, you know, Talia looks towards you. Uh, each of those little lights gets brighter, and then starts circling her, and it wraps around her, and as it does, you hear that singing continue. But think of if you've ever seen fireworks going out like sparklers where they, you know, it'll hit like a very bright patch and it'll flare up. That's what each one of those lights does. And it, you just hear ting, 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 as it wraps around her uh, all the way up to her shoulders. And then it continues like off and to the side and it lights on fire. Um, Talia begins screaming. And then at the other end of 
that what you can now see is a chain, you see this black hand appear, and then it starts revealing an arm, an elbow, a shoulder, and standing there is uh, a woman. She has black obsidian skin that looks like uh, if you've ever seen fresh magma, where it's got the cracks in it and you can see the red glow, it's got that. Uh, she's very pretty, and she has, instead of hair, she has very short, her head is literally on fire. Uh, she's got a pair of swords, like, strapped to her hips, and she's holding this flaming chain, and you can see her, she's the one who's singing. And she looks over at all of you, gives this very, like, girlish, high-pitched giggle, blows you a kiss, and then she yanks the chain, and when she does, Talia just falls into pieces. And she snaps it like a whip, and it goes out. When it goes out, she disappears as well. Galdrian and Ardith, when you see this, you are overcome with the feeling that you have done this before. You've been here before. You know this place. You know Talia. In fact, you spent quite a while with Talia in a previous life. She uh, just recognized that bitch. And you recognize the, the one who just killed her as uh, Martiana. You've dealt with her before. She is one of the four uh, individuals who basically holds the caldera together. We're going to kind of zoom out on that. And more than that, you three, uh, Suna, Galdrian, and Ardith, you remember something else. You three and Shannara are... You've been in the Astral Sea before. Um, That's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, from up there, everything is basically black. The The skies are black. The, the astral sea itself is black. Um, the only like points of light are the stars themselves uh, where everyone lives in the astral sea. You remember being on this, um, this beach. Uh, you are surrounded in basically concentric circles by what you recognize as angels. Um, so there are the classic uh, feathered, winged man type angels, but there are also these just abstract concept <laughs> angels. Eldritch ab- abomination angels. Yeah, like eldritch abomination whores, flaming wheels with goat heads, and Athea's buddy. Uh, yeah, all of them. So, if you guys are the center, there are probably a million of these things surrounding you. So, you know, we'll say there's. Angel type A in a circle around you, and then angel type B in a circle around them, and C in a circle around them. And it goes on for as far as your eyes can see. And the only thing you can hear is all of them chanting in different tones of... uh, It almost sounds like if you've heard church bells before, it sounds a lot like that. It is utterly deafening. There's this moment where... You two are, are lost in this, and Suna is kind of looking around, and Shinara is scared. And there's just this black-gloved hand that slaps across Shinara's face. Another one comes into frame, and 
these two hands like pull Shannara close to her, and there's a, a woman with pale white skin. Uh, she's got black lips, uh, long black braided hair, and she's wearing, uh, if you think like the classic uh, sort of floofy admirals, uh, like the pirate type shirt, she's wearing that. And she's yelling something directly into Shinara's face. And even though you're five feet apart, you can't hear her. You two recognize her as Bastia. And I kind of want to stab her. And she's hitting my sister. You know, Bastia leans, o- leans over Shinara and, like, hits Ardith in the chest to get her attention. And points at Galdrian. And she reaches over and grabs one of Suna's ears. And then points off in the horizon. And you, you hear her say something... So she points off in the, the horizon, and you can hear her, like, you can read her lips. And she's saying something about a, a planar merging. And if you've ever been near, um, like, anything that induces a rapid pressure change, um, that's what happens. As she says that, off in the distance there's just this entirely brilliant white light and then kind of like looking into the heart of a black hole just this entirely brilliant negative there is nothing Um, even against the black of the astral sea like this is even blacker it's darker nothing is escaping it and off in the horizon the two meet and then when they do just everything under you starts shaking and this, this horrible light starts like pushing forward faster and faster. And as it reaches the outer edge of um, these circles of angels that are surrounding you, they're just disintegrated. And it's not moving like a tr- you know like you would think sunlight or uh, torchlight or anything like that is. It's moving very slowly, very pendulously. And it just starts disintegrating ranks and ranks of angels. You, you look up and Bastia is snapping her fingers, though no sound is coming out. Uh, your ears begin popping as the pressure changes and she points over there's a, another smaller circle of angels and in between all of them this very shimmery light starts to appear and it's very faint she just starts pushing y'all towards it and when you're not like you're not making it it's, it's starting to fade out it was very faint to begin with but it's starting to fade out um, Bastia actually, you've never seen her do it, but she unfurls her own wings and just gives one gigantic flap that picks all of you up and pushes you, you know, a hundred feet in an instant. It throws you over towards this, uh, this light. And right as you're, uh, you hit the ground and roll and start to pick yourself up and move towards it, it starts to fade out even further until it was glowing this like pale blue or white the edges of it just turn red and then purple and then it starts like lightning starts arcing off of it and you feel something pick you up and push you even closer to it and right as you get to it out of the shadows steps uh, a woman uh, well she's in the shape of a woman she has digitigrade knees which is to say they've been backwards she has hooves she has pale purple skin and horns above her head. She has very pointy shark teeth and black eyes. And she is physically holding on to the edge of this portal. And everywhere 
the lightning touches her, it just like blasts directly through her and burns the skin off of her bones. And all of this is completely silent. And as she's doing this, one, one lightning bolt just hits her in the face, and I mean, it burns clear through her. And she looks at you guys. Uh, Shannara jumps in, Ardith jumps in, Suna jumps in, and the last thing Galdrian hears is, uh, don't mess it up this time. We can't fix it again. And then she lets go, and this light snaps shut behind you. And that's where we're going to leave off. No pressure at all. So we're going to leave off on a bit of a cliffhanger. Do you guys have anything? Any questions? Do we have questions? (laughs) (laughs) So, so many. Because, wow, are we fucked. Uh, I'll give y'all some time to process things. You guys have hit a major story milestone. You're going to now be level two. Uh, So, at some point, you will gain uh, some more hit points. All of your skills will be plus one. You will gain plus one attack. You will gain another damage die for your attacks. So on and so forth. And before the next game, we'll need to sit down and discuss precisely what that means for your characters. When you say plus one attack, that's like plus one attack bonus, not two attacks, right? Correct. You gain plus one attack bonus. Okay. So we're not going to get into it too much. After we do this level, I would like to digitize your character sheets and put them online as one of our $3 and up uh, box of suspicious gear. Of course. Patron rewards. PDFs? Yeah. Do you have a PDF of the character sheet? I'm sure I do at some point. I mean, like an editable one? Yes. Okay. I'm fairly certain I do. And if you don't, let me know. I'll make you one. Okay. Aside from that, we'll do our usual Patreon plugs. Find us on Patreon. We'd love to hear any reviews or feedback, positive or negative, just to see how we're doing. You can find us on there. You can find us on Facebook at, uh, I think it's the AAP AAP Podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Average Adventuring or Average Party. Find us at Gmail, wherever. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, all that fun stuff. So any reviews you leave there will find its way to us. Does anybody have anything they want to plug? All right, well, that's all I got. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time.